welcome to Intentional Inclusion with the Diversity Doctor, your weekly dose of diversity and inclusion content with me, your host, Dr. Donna Dehan. I want to help as many organisations as possible create people-centred businesses because I know that when your people thrive, so too does your bottom line. I'm here to help you move from professing an interest in DNI to implementing practices that will change the way you do business for the better. So, if you're looking to truly make an impact with your DNI efforts, you're in the right place, my friend. Every week, I will give you the perfect mix of theory and practice to help you create a business where everyone and your bottom line can thrive. Are you ready? Let's dive in. into today's episode I want to share an incredible opportunity with you. If you're ready to amplify your impact in 2024, listen up. Our transformative course How to Create Impact with Your DNI Initiatives is currently on sale. Now this isn't just a course, this is a roadmap to achieving all your DNI goals this year. So if you're wondering how to elevate your DNI impact and create initiatives with real lasting results, look no further my friend. This course has been meticulously designed to empower you to make tangible difference. So whether you're a seasoned professional or just starting out on your DNI journey, this is your chance to unlock new possibilities. If you're ready to make 2024 the year you create impact with your DNI initiatives, simply click on the link in the show notes to find out more about our program, How to Create Impact with Your DNI Initiatives. Please don't miss this chance to transform your approach and achieve unprecedented success in the world of diversity and inclusion. Now, let's dive into today's episode because it's a juicy one and it's maybe a little bit of a controversial one. Have you ever questioned the notion that inclusion means including everyone? I feel like we use the word inclusion as an all-encompassing word and I want to break that down. We're in the next 20 minutes, we are going to challenge the status quo that inclusion means including everybody. We're going to crack the code on why you don't need to include everybody. That's right. I'm a DNI professional, a DNI leader, and I'm going to tell you why it's important not to include everybody. Now, this isn't about exclusion, it's about purposeful and intentional inclusion that fosters genuine impact. So in a world where diversity is celebrated, we're going to explore why this blanket approach might not be the key to a true inclusivity. You ready? So buckle up because we're about to unravel the mysteries behind the concept of selective inclusion. You're about to gain insights into why we reshape and why you may perceive diversity and inclusion in a different way. Are you ready to crack the code? Let's dive in. <laughs> because V and I is such a huge all-encompassing topic. And I've spoken about this in the last couple of weeks, um, about how it can feel overwhelming. It's such a big topic. So many of our DNI leaders like yourself are burning out and there's an incredible turnover of chief diversity officers within industries. And as I said, if you've listened to the last couple of episodes that I've shared, I'm on a mission to help stop this. We have a huge turnover and burnout of DNI leads. And on the other hand, we have huge record numbers of employees saying they're still feeling excluded in the workplace. And they're also feeling um, fatigued with the topic of DNI. So we need to sort of figure out where's the gap in all of this. 
the best way that I can share with you, the most impactful way that I can share with you to break down this gap and to create impact is to be incredibly intentional. That's why my podcast is called Intentional Inclusion. More than ever, it's so important to be intentional about what we are trying to achieve. Today's episode, I'm going to share with you the difference between boundaries and barriers. Now, I know those words sound quite similar, but just bear with me, because for me, they are crucial elements, and I use this this framework and terminology with my one-to-one clients, to be intentional about who we're inviting into the space. So whether that space is your home, is a sports club, is a multinational organization, is a political party, um, whatever that space is, we ultimately want that space to feel safe for the people that are in it, which means not everybody gets to be in that space. So I always try and make things really personal when I'm giving explanations. And if I think about my home, for example, who would I open the door to and invite into my home? And I have three young children and a dog and a cat, but I'm pretty sure they'd be safe. Well, okay, I wouldn't invite somebody into my home that is mean to animals, for example, because then my dog and my cat wouldn't be safe. I certainly wouldn't intentionally include anybody in my safe, in my space that's not safe to be around children, physically, emotionally, those kind of things. Personally, I wouldn't invite people into my space who I find challenging in a way that makes me feel uncomfortable or people that would make me feel less than. So being very blunt, Donald Trump, not going to be invited into my space because it wouldn't make me feel that I could be my authentic self, but I could be my authentic self because I don't really care enough about him or I don't care enough about anybody not to be my authentic self. But I wouldn't want to share an energetic space with that person. So I am not going to open the door to certain people to literally come into my home. That's my boundary. You cannot cross the threshold into my house. I have certain... um, expectations, um, values, those kind of things that stops people from just wandering into my house, right? And it's the same with any kind of space. So a boundary is an intentional barrier that we put in place. It's an intentional safety net that we put in place that doesn't allow everybody in. And within an organization, your intentional boundary could be Things like a level of education or certain skill sets. So, for example, um, I would hope that medical professions have boundaries that do not allow unqualified people to write prescriptions or do surgery or any kind of medical intervention, right? That's a clear um, boundary. You cannot be a doctor unless you have these qualifications and this experience not everybody can be a doctor right not everybody can you cannot include everybody into your hospital to treat people right and we have to think of the same way when we filter it down to um, things like organizations working in a corporate organization what are your intentional boundaries that I cannot come and work for you if I don't have those skill sets. So 
You may gather from my accent that I am British, but I live in the Netherlands. And although I've lived here for over a decade, I still don't speak Dutch fluent enough in order to work in that language. So I can understand it. My children are bilingual, but I am not um, proficient enough to work in the language of Dutch. So if an organization has is a Dutch organization and they operate in the Netherlands, it would be absolutely realistic for them to say, well, Donna, you can't come and work here. Thankfully, there are enough international organizations here that I do have plenty of work, but I would respect that boundary. I cannot come and work for you if I do not meet the level of language criteria that you that you expect. That's perfectly fine. That's a clear boundary. Boundaries keep us safe. Boundaries should keep the people within that space safe. A barrier, however, is different. A barrier is something that is like an obstacle that's in the way. And they are the things that we want to try and identify and remove if possible. So maybe I am proficient enough in Dutch to to sort of show that there is potential that with a little a little more training, I could get to a level that would meet your needs. So the barrier could be, I'm not quite there yet. Are you or I willing to invest in upskilling in order for me to cross that threshold? That's a barrier that we could potentially move. Other barriers might be things like visa requirements or the translation of different educational uh, levels or expertise or qualifications that may need to be translated across international borders. Barriers may also be things like, do I need to work full time to do this job? Or is there a possibility that there could be a job share or that we could look at um, splitting off elements of this job into bite-sized pieces so that your ideal candidate can actually do the job? One barrier that I see quite often in job advertisements is years of experience. And it always makes me wonder, and I'll I'll talk to people about this, why six years, for example, I'm just pulling this off the top of my head, why would I need six years of accountancy experience? Why not? What's the difference between five and seven? What am I, what, what's happening between that fifth year and sixth year? And often it's not actually the time that I have that experience. It's skill sets or competencies that you're looking for. And so it's trying to find out a way. What if, you know, there is a person that's looking to come into the organization, they have five years experience and they see that you've written down six years and that's a barrier for them. And let's be very, very clear here. There is a lot of research out there that will say men will apply for jobs when they tick 60% of the boxes. So for a man reading the job description that says six years experience and they may have five, that may not be a barrier for them to apply because they tick 60%. Okay, so they'll still put themselves forward. Women, on the other hand, don't put themselves forward for a job application or promotion unless they tick 100%. Generally speaking, we're more adverse to putting ourselves forward. And so that's a really important consideration. On your job spec, yes, you have to filter. Of course, you have to filter somehow. But about being intentional about the wording, the language, the implication of what you're putting out there, is that a barrier? Could we remove that and let other people in? 
Education is another good example. The education system, and I come from 20-something plus years of working in academia in numerous countries, um, higher education, all, all school systems, but predominantly higher education, if you're looking at sort of level entry into the workplace, there are a lot of systemic biases inherent in universities and colleges, for example. So simply being able to get into an institution is a barrier. And then as an organisation, if we're only selecting and recruiting from a specific group of of, uh, universities, we are inheriting the systemic biases from within the pipeline, the barriers that are already there. And so it's really important to be intentional. Boundaries, you're non-negotiable. In order to come and work here, in order to come and be around children, in order to train this team, you need X, Y, and Z, and that's non-negotiable. And that's okay, because people shouldn't be able to come into the space without those things. That's intentional inclusion. That means that not everybody is included. On the other side of that, take time to be intentional about, are there barriers that I can identify and remove that stop people being in this space? And I might do a whole other episode of this, but this is something that I'm working on um, for some uh, panel discussions for International Women's Day. I believe there's a big difference between overcoming barriers and removing barriers. So I do believe that as individuals, we are responsible for upskilling ourselves, for getting the experience. It's not. It's not a... It's not an excuse. Like, I might want to be on the stage. You know, when you watch the sort of um, X Factor or America's Got Talent or the Idol shows or any of those kind of talent shows, and they'll often interview people and they'll be like, I want to be as big as Beyonce. That's my dream. And then they get on the microphone and you're like, ain't going to happen. That's never going to happen. You're not even close. Like all the best women in the world, if I don't have the skills and competencies, it's not going to happen. I can want to be Taylor Swift, not going to happen. Okay, what I could do is go and have singing lessons and get more confident on stage and reach my zone of excellence in singing, which is nowhere near the same as Taylor Swift, for example. But you get my point. I feel like I'm uh, gone off track. My point being... Are we overcoming barriers or should we remove them? So for me, if I want to work in a Dutch speaking organization and I live in the Netherlands, that language barrier is my responsibility because I live in the Netherlands. If I feel like I want to work in a Dutch speaking organization, that's my barrier to overcome. I am responsible for overcoming that barrier. Organizations can choose if they are able to uh, work in another language and there is enough of a demand and a need and those kind of things to work in another language, uh, predominantly it would be English over here, the organisation themselves can choose to remove that barrier and open up a space for non-Dutch speaking individuals. I hope you can see the difference here. Some barriers are individually there for us to overcome. Excuse me. So, 
the earlier example I gave that women won't put forward um, for job ap applications or promotions unless they tick 100% of the boxes, personally, that's a barrier that I feel women need to overcome. That's a self-restricted, self-restricted, that is, no, that's not right. That is a, that comes from social conditioning, societal expectations that we have inherited. Nobody's fault. It, it's the sum of all the parts of, of ha the environment in which we've been brought up in. As soon as we become aware of that, we can take action to change that. So if I am aware that as a female, I am unlikely to put myself forward unless I tick all the boxes, that awareness gives me an opportunity to slow down, take a step back, choose a different action. Donna, do you know that as a woman, you're unlikely to put yourself forward for this job because you only tick 60% of the boxes? Hmm. Okay. So I may only tick 60% of the boxes right now, but actually... I feel like I've got a whole other realm of skills and competences that could be applied to this job, or I feel like I could upskill quite quickly, or I know that I bring something else to the table. Do I want to take myself out of the running because I'm not feeling that I tick all the boxes? That's my choice. I can choose to overcome that barrier, put myself forward, leave it up to the selection committee to make a choice, because they're also going to get the CVs for men that are only ticking the same amount of boxes as me. So it's their choice, but I have to be in it to win it, right? So I've got to put myself. So that's a barrier that I can choose to overcome myself. So there's certain things that we need to take responsibility for, and there's other things that organizations need to take responsibility for. So what I would love for you to do, I like to try and make this as practical as, as possible. The, understanding the difference between a boundary and a barrier. Have a look at where you work right now, the team that you're in right now, and try and just identify what are the boundaries within our team. For anybody to come and work in our team, what is the non-negotiables that they need to have? They need to have a law degree. They need to have a medical degree. They need to have, what are the non-negotiables? They need to speak this language. They need to be able to work full-time. If that is absolutely a non-negotiable thing, that's okay, right? Intentional inclusion is also about being absolutely clear about your boundaries. That's also okay. It's absolutely okay to be perfectly clear and say, yeah, this is a non-negotiable. What I'm trying to avoid here is this kind of gray area. Because if you're intentional about your boundaries, if you're intentional about who you're excluding, that's okay. But don't exclude people and then promote we're open to everybody, right? This is this is the, really the thing that I'm trying to get to. Be clear, precise, consistent about who you're including and excluding. So boundaries, look in your team. What are the boundaries, the non-negotiables? Donna cannot come and work here unless X, Y, and Z. Perfectly fine. Now, once you've got your list of boundaries, have a look at the other stuff that you consider to be important for coming into your team years of experience, um, previous experience, qualifications, ability to work full-time, remotely, from home, um, wh whatever else it is that you think, okay, actually, these are sort of the, sometimes they're almost invisible, uh, subtle requirements, because if your team 
looks very similar to you, there will be other variables that are not your boundaries that you have drifted into. These are your barriers, your barriers you want to identify and then make a choice. I feel like this could be a barrier because somehow we all look the same. So there must be a barrier here. There's something about the fact that we're all, we all went to the same school or we all went to the same university or we all came from a previous employer to here or all about the same age, whatever it is. And then you take a moment to consider, could we do anything about this? Can we choose to change this? Are we missing something from our team? Because there is a barrier, there is this filter that must be stopping other types of people from coming here. Is there something we can do about that? That, my friend, is intentional inclusion. Is there something we can do about that? Who is in this room right now and who is missing? Are we okay with that? If you're okay with that, great. That's perfectly fine. And your space and your team might look completely different from the team and the space over there. No judgment, my friend. I just want you to be intentional and clear about the choices that you've made or the choices that you have inherited that results in you having a team, a department, an organization that looks the way it does, right? And in terms of DNI, we're all about trying to break this down and, and consider are we where we want to be? Great. Are we not where we want to be? That's okay. What can we do differently, right? Einstein's, I, you know, I always say this. Einstein's um, definition of insanity is doing the same thing over and over again and expecting a different result. Some people say it's not Einstein. So if you know who actually says it, please let me know. But you get the gist. Doing the same thing over and over again and expecting something different is insanity. Whoever came up with that. Um, so if we are in a position, if we have a team construct, if we have an organizational um, employee demographic that we do not feel is diverse and representative enough of a group that we want them to represent, we're going to do something about it. And one way to do something about it is to be super clear about your boundaries. This isn't the space for everybody, but it is the space for X, Y, and Z. Now, I wonder why X, Y, and Z aren't here. The reason they're not here is because you have barriers in place and you want to identify them and then remove them. Remove them. Remove them. It's that simple. <laughs> I hope you found this interesting. Um, I would love to know your thoughts. You can reach me on uh, any of the social media links that I'll leave in the bottom of the show notes. Um, leave me your comments, share the podcast with somebody else that you think may benefit from it. And don't forget that if you are looking to create that extra edge with your DNI work, if you want help identifying removing barriers, the course is absolutely designed for you, or you can also just reach out to me. I'm happy to jump on a call and have a chat. Whatever it is that you're trying to achieve, I'm here to help you every step of the way. So best of luck, my friend, and I will speak to you again next week. Thank you so much for listening. If you found this episode useful, please hit subscribe so you never miss an episode. And please share with someone who you think may benefit from the content discussed today. Remember, there's always useful links included in the show notes that will take you directly to additional, relevant, value-packed resources. So please take a moment to check them out. That's it for this week. Again, thank you for being intentionally inclusive. Until next week, my friends.